Hello friends and welcome to your belated first edition of the Kings of Anglia Ipswich Town podcast of the week. A day late but still sounding fair to mediocre, I hope you'd agree. I am Mark Heath, with me my two best friends and cuddle buddies, Andy Warren and Stuart Watson. And Andy, I'm going to start with you because you're the reason for our most recent five-star review on iTunes. I don't know if you're aware of this, you probably aren't. Nope. You, you, you pay no attention to any of this t- stuff, you two. Um it simply says excellent five stars from someone called Clarky SWC it says my husband follows KOA, but I'm now a convert, even though I'm not slightly interested in football. The main draw is the wisdom of Hutchie. And that's from someone called Victoria. How do you feel okay. about that, Hutchie? That, that feels like it's time for a spin-off podcast. <laughs> just called the wisdom of Hutchie. <laughs> yeah. Just, I can just, I, Wisdom, wow! Warren's wisdom, yeah, perfect. Warren's wisdom. What would you What would you opine about on your Warren's wisdom spin-off podcast? What's your association with ginger pickle? Yeah, not manscaped. Um, wisdom, where? What wisdom are you getting from this? Well, I mean, football you, shirts. Yeah, just just. She obviously likes the way the cut of your jib, my friends. The way you speak, the things oh. that you say. That's very kind. I've got a fan. At least one fan, and at least it's one just... person is listening to this just for you, Hutchie, which is quite nice. Nice. Hello, Clarky. Victoria. Victoria, same name as my wife. <laughs> it's not your <laughs> wife, is it? Well, I don't know. She no, she definitely doesn't listen to this. And so I mean, she has zero interest in my... football. Yeah. Yeah. And she would not say that I'm I've got wisdom. So can't be her. Doesn't sound like her. And of course, we know one person listens to the podcast just for you. The rest of them listen just for the man like Stuart Watson. How are you, Stuart? I'm okay. I want Andy's wisdom, what are we calling it? Warren's wisdom corner. Warren's wisdom, yeah. Just call it Warren's um, wisdom. Yeah. Warren doesn't sound right to me. It's, it's touchy now. Hutchies. It's got to be Hutchies. alliteration. It doesn't work, does it? Hunch, but, Hutchies hunches isn't, isn't that wisdom. <laughs> no. Hutchies, I uh... want him to be in like a high back chair in like a in a library setting. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, with a pipe. Oh, yeah. You, you got a oversized pipe. Yeah. I've got two pipes at what? home. I've got Is a this... pipe. I've got a pipe here. Have you got it to hand? Um, I could probably get it fairly imminently yeah, if well, you would can, like me to. Yeah, get it. While Stu carries on with his pitching, this, okay. this, this concept. You've you've got the vibe, haven't you? Well, it's nice and cosy. It's just yeah. Um, settle, what, how would it, would, would it would it just be just like a freestyle? Just this is the wisdom I'm dropping this week, sort of thing. Or would he be reading a book? Or um, no, I think it's got to be. I think it's got to be pearls of. Hutchie's wisdom. He can't just be reading out motivational quotes. Yeah, but he doesn't do that. No. Um, So that's what I want. The other thing that's jumped out from that intro is they're calling us cuddle buddies. Um, For the first time in our professional working life, I gave Andy a little hug on Saturday. Did you? Yeah, just very spontaneous. Very spontaneous. Just put my arms around him from from behind, gave him a little squeeze. Um, he, He did not like it. Oh really? I did not like it. No, I think I felt like I crossed the line. Why did you? What was the reason for the hug? First of all, well, just just felt like it. Does there need to be a reason? <laughs> he looked like. Look at that. He looked. Why have you got that pipe? Is that is that like um is that an heirloom from a relative? No, 
I don't why know why. Got, my... Why have you got a pipe? I don't know why. I've, I've never. Well, oh, I hold on. Some, I know I, why you've got a pipe. I have, I, I have. I've got another. I've got another kind of pipe at home as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, my wife pipe. bought me this probably yeah. fifteen. Yes, Mark. Um, about <laughs> fifteen years ago. I have still got it. Wow, she bought you a pipe. Yeah. Does it? Uh, I hope you don't mind me saying this, but as soon as you put that in your mouth, I immediately think of you as five percent more intelligent. Wise, some might say. Wise. What would you what would you be being wise about on your show, Hutchie? All the things that don't matter. We have of course got the, the all time pearl of wisdom, a win is better than a loss. So maybe that's what we're talking about. Yeah, about. just just keep things simple. Just basic basic wisdom. Don't overcomplicate things. Um, and that's probably why she's listening. That kind obviously, of obviously um, tough one for a nan as well. Yeah, tough yeah, one for a nan. Pearls yeah. of wisdom like that. Yeah. Have you ever tried that pipe, Pudgy? Yes. You have. Yes. And um, what was it successful? Uh, very successful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had a very good. Had a very good time with this pipe. Excellent. Uh, sorry, Stu, I, I trampled all over the reason for the hug. Shall we spin back around for well, that? Well, no, I want to just throw it back to Hutchie, really, because he just looked he just looked instantly uncomfortable with it, mm. and um, I, I want to know why. Wasn't expecting it. It was nice, though. It was, you know, you know when something takes you by surprise and you, it takes you a while to kind of realise, actually, I did like that. Okay. Um, there was an incident a few years ago where a an unnamed and they will remain unnamed member of the Ipswich Town press pack touched my head at Hillsborough. <laughs> oh, we know you don't like Didn't people like that. touching your head, the hair. Well, yeah, yeah, you make it sound like it's some kind of deaverish move, like don't no, no, don't, but touch, you, don't touch the hair. I remember but, I've done that before and you yeah. didn't like it. Yeah, it's I, maybe it maybe it just reminds me that I'm short, that people the access is too easy, but um, is it sort of a yeah. pat? A patronising pat. I'd say it was a it was ruffle. A, it was a, a clammy ruffle. Oh, no. No one wants a clammy ruffle, do they? Uh, in terms of unexpected things, you mentioned this. Stu's hug was unexpected. I didn't expect to start the podcast with you producing a pipe. Mate, we've, been going, we've been going six minutes here, and all, all we've done is I've gone and got a pipe out of a drawer. And that's why Great. we're multi-award nominated podcast. <laughs> Friends, um, we didn't get uh, a show to you yesterday because, uh, well... I didn't have any power at Heath Towers. They cut the power off to this palace for a whole day, so I, I couldn't do anything. Um, there are other issues as well. Um, but hopefully, I mean, now it has to be said, it's almost as if we planned it because there's stuff to get our punditry teeth into that happened last night. And I think that's where we have to start, is the kerfuffle, I'm calling it. Stu's entertained just by actually sitting there with a the pipe in his mouth, <laughs> I can see. <laughs> are you not entertained by that? I am. I love it. I'm, I want to see how long we can keep it going for. I assume there's no there's no chance you're going to spark that up at any point, Hutchie. Not inside. Uh, no, I'm. My body Does is it, a temple. Is it? I've never had a pipe, Hutchie. I think I think I quite like that sensation. Just does it? This is, the... I I can't remember what it's like to use it. It's been a long time, but it's quite. It is quite nice. Steve's settling settling in. <laughs> We're never going to start. Um, <laughs> It's quite nice just having it there. It reminds me of one of my old school teachers, Mr. Wolfgang Powell at uh, Copperson. Who, he used to uh, patrol the school grounds with a pipe in his mouth, trying to catch smokers and tell the kids not to smoke, which was That's great. what you do when you're a teacher. Do as I say, not as I do. Right then. Speaking of do as I say, not as I do. 
there's some there was some news that broke last night, friends, which um, as I say, caused a bit of a kerfuffle. Ipswich Town called off their game at Barnsley this weekend because they thought they had three international call-ups at least. Turns out they've only got two. So they're not playing at Barnsley now because Wes Burns and Nathan Broadhead are on duty with Wales. That doesn't actually meet the threshold to call the game off. And I have to say, it's not a very good look uh, as a neutral looking at it. It doesn't, doesn't reflect well. But Hutchie, you wrote the story last night. Tell us all about it um, and tell us what you think's happened here. Well, I think I think the thing is that they did meet the threshold um, in, in terms of there's a there's a time where these games need to be called off. It's Tuesday morning now. If that game was due to be being played on Saturday and was called off on Monday night, I think that's we that's too late. Um, but at the time of the game being called off, they did meet the threshold. They'd had clearly clear Wes Burns and, and Nathan Broadhead are with Wales. There's no <clears> there's no doubt in that. Um, and all the all the by the sounds of things, all the paperwork, um, even a pair of a set of plane tickets to to fly um, were with Ipswich for Greg Lee to be called up. They've been by by all accounts taken by surprise with this one to to find out by that announcement um that he's actually not in the party so in terms in terms of Ipswich's understanding and ultimately the EFL and FA's understanding because it all goes through them the documentation mm. was there and there were three call-ups at the time that decision was made it's fairly unusual though isn't it Stewie I can't think of many times this this kind of thing has happened where a game has been called off with a mystery call-up that wasn't actually announced and then it turns out it wasn't actually a, a third call-up at all yeah, I don't I'm not aware that there's any precedent for this at all. This might be an incident that that forces the authorities to kind of have a little rethink about the situation in in League One. I would imagine in years gone by, the kind of three international call ups was was quite rare in League mm. One. Maybe as we're getting more of these kind of superpowers in in League One, that it's it's becoming more regular and. The international side of things, they probably want to announce their squads fairly late in the day to to make their decisions based on fitness. But clubs need a bit more forewarning, don't they? It's, like mm. Andy says, you've got to be fair to the fans. I think it was already quite late in the day to to call it off last week when you had over three thousand people who'd already got tickets and booked trains and hotels and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, slightly messy bizarre situation but ultimately it's which haven't haven't done anything wrong and, and the game the game won't be on nothing's going to change from here mm. so in terms of the minutiae of it Hutchie <clears throat> Greg Lee was in the preliminary Jamaica squad which is like the, the players that are in a pool to be picked essentially and the same with Morsey yeah well I think I think that Ipswich's understanding and the documentation they received is is that yes Morsey was in the preliminary squad and I think everybody expected him to not then make it because that's mm. happened several times. But um, I think the thinking was that Lee, the documentation showed that Lee was in the squad and that there's been a change um, between that documentation arriving and a, and a late official announcement being made. So mm. um, really everything's been done sort of by, by the book. I can understand and they Ipswich were very much expecting the reaction that's come here um, from from Barnsley and Plymouth fans in particular. It's been in particular, it's been quite um, quite a vibrant response. Um, <laughs> vibrant, <so>. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I think they were fully aware that that was going to happen. But 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 in terms of doing things by the book, I, I, 
it was done in that way. Ipswich got you. You don't uh, you don't just ring up the EFL and say, yeah, yeah, definitely got those three call ups. It's it's done on paper that like evidence has to be shown. It was shown the game was called off. The f- clubs have agreed a new date and it's going to be played on that new date. So in in terms of kind of the regulations, it's all been followed. Mm. Apart from the, the vibrant. The, the vibrant reaction, which is a wonderful turn of phrase, and probably one of the reasons Victoria likes you so much. <clears throat> the obvious question last night we're getting were was, and Sue's already touched on it. Well, can we not just play the game now? Then is the game going to be back on? The answer is no. No, you can't. You can't. It's, you can't do that now at this point. Uh, in terms of any kind of further action, there's going to be no sanctions. The club aren't going to say anything officially, as we understand it, Stu. Not that I'm aware. No, Andy was the one who who picked this up and spoke to the club last night. But um, not that I'm aware of Andy. No, no, I don't think. I think I think so. Again, it's been done. It's taken Ipswich by surprise. I, I mean, someone will say something about it at some point, but it's uh, it's clearly they're not going to get the game on. It's all been moved. Police and everything has all been rearranged mm. for the new date. There will have been. I think there's probably a, a new round of tickets have has gone on certain on sale and things like that. That's not gonna that's not gonna change. Um, everything was done. The EFL and the FA were satisfied enough to grant the postponement in the first place. So there can't be any kind of reverse sanctions on that in that regard, can there? It's um, mm. it's, all, it's all been done. It's not like the Wild West. It's been done sort of by the by the rule book. You would you do have to recognise though that if if it was if it was roles reversed here and mm. Ipswich were Barnsley, you wouldn't be happy at all. You'd be you'd be pretty suspicious looking at this that mm. it got announced before why the Jamaica squad got announced so late and the, yeah, you know, Barnsley Ips, Barnsley Ipswich have a player in it in the Jamaica squad. Mm. There's a Barnsley player in there as well. It's it's a it's a bit messy. It's a bit. It's a bit murky. It's not ideal for anyone, is it? Um, it's just not a good look. Like you say, it's just not a good look. From the outside looking in, that does not look good. No. But there we go. It, it's um, it's not happening on Saturday. Ipswich would have been without without two of their best players. Um, and yeah, I'm sure when this game rolls around further down the line, if there's still something hanging on it, which it may well do, then yeah. I'm sure it will all, all get whipped up again in the in the build up to that game. But um, yeah, a, a strange, bizarre situation, not one I've I've encountered before. Um, I have to say, <clears throat> it all adds spice though, doesn't it, Stu, to the narrative around that game when it finally comes round. I, what's happened now, and the fact they won on Saturday makes me hate the call off even more. But I think having entered into vibrant discussions, actually with people on social media about it. I'd say I seem to be in the minority about that. Um, I even got called ludicrous by our, our very own sponsor, Ginger Pickle, Mister Tony Southgate. So there we go. <clears throat> well, I might I might consider him for friend of the show status. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> the, the main the main thing I found interesting about the international stuff, boys, by the way, is um, and we have to talk about it now in great depth. Was uh, was Minty's frankly rascal clobber that he rocked up at for uh, for Wales duty. If you've not seen it, we shared a, we shared a picture of it on on the KOA Twitter last night. Um, it, it how to how to describe it? It it's 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 basically like a it looks like a woolen tracksuit. Um, obviously, very expensive, costs a lot of money basically to 
looked like your nans made you a tracksuit, Hutchie, a noted fashionista yourself. What do you make of it? <laughs> Looks cosy. Yeah. May, may, maybe he's just got off. If you're going to be on a a long drive from Ipswich to presumably somewhere around Cardiff, it looks yeah. comfortable. Um, I believe that outfit costs five hundred pounds. Yeah, um, it's, it's, is which it is insane or something. Because it's it is embroidered on there the initial CB, and my initial thought was, why does it not say NB? Um, <laughs> Imagine that. Was... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> official official Wales issued knitwear. Yeah, uh, it just shows how out of touch I am. Uh, kids, uh, Stewie, you rock. You rock the fashion. What, what do you make? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, you do. It looks itchy, is what it looked like to I me. Mean, it's yeah, absolutely it's, it's, the thing yeah. that my um, my nan Grace would have tried to uh, make to for make you. for me for Christmas or birthdays growing up. Um, Ross Hall's favours a tracksuit, doesn't he? Our very own Ross, he does like he does like a matching tracksuit. He's idea. a bit more into the mainstream though, isn't he? The you know, the Adidas, your Under Armour, not your well, I, He he can get pulled towards a bit of a football fad, you know. He got he got yeah. homemade prep meals, didn't he? Of course like, he did. Yeah. I do fear he might get dragged towards this one. And you said about getting the initials wrong, that's absolutely something Ross could get wrong. <laughs> Bearing in mind he forgot his own middle name at some stage. <laughs> I spent a hundred quid on a on a knitted jumper once, and it's so itchy. I think I'm allergic to it, so I can't wear it. It's not an, it's not an enjoyable experience. I'm I'm the same, Hutchie. I've got a, a full hearted uh, kind of fisherman's wooden jumper, which I've never worn for precisely that reason. I did try it on. I don't know why I thought at the time I'll wear this at some point. Do you want to see my woolen jumper? I can get you that as well. I've shown you my pipe today. Do you want to see? Yeah, my, why not? Let's, let's my do jumper. Show, let's do All show right, and tell. Show and tell. I'll be back. <laughs> Siri, should we move on in the meantime? We're spending a lot of time talking about pipes and, and jumpers today. Um, but we should, of course, reference the game that happened at the weekend. Ipswich Town made it six wins in a row, seven clean sheets, Stewie, with a comfortable easing to a victory over a side that were in actually pretty bloody good form. Yeah, I called it confident, professional. Mm. Um, against... A decent Shrewsbury side, a, a side that are that are up there in ninth, that will still had designs on maybe sneaking into the playoffs. Fair bit of experience in that side. <laughs> I can't carry on. <laughs> what is that? that don't you... tell me that cost a hundred pounds. Hi guys. <laughs> what do you think of, <laughs> you think of you buy that? This mate, is, that a, is that a recent uh, thing or no? No, this I got this on my honeymoon. This is 100% Icelandic sheep wool. It's called a loppapessa. Oh, yeah. You look a bit of a loppapessa, if you don't mind me saying. Oh, yeah. 100 <laughs> notes. Yeah. Well, everything's expensive in Iceland, isn't it? Yep. Thoughts? And have you ever have you ever worn it up to this point? Uh, it's been in my cupboard for seven or eight years. Yeah. I've worn it. I have worn it. I wore it in Iceland. It's so warm. Go to well with get... a pipe. It it does actually. Could we get a little AW embossed on there, Hutchie? You can wear it to a game. Uh, no, that would ruin it. That's this a great sac- shame. This is sacred. It looks. There's a bit of kind of element of the Black Panther um, garb around it. You know, the kind of stuff around the neck. Do you want to know why I bought this one? 
One second. <laughs> wow. Show I mean, and tell episode. Yeah, if, if you are just listening, um, this is not this is not the best audio, but um, definitely worth going back and watching the video. Do you want? Shall we describe it? It's it's for those that are only listening. It's it's green, and it's got. How are we describing the bit? Sort of from from shoulder to shoulder follows sort the neckline. It's kind of yeah, f- yeah, sort of flaming red and yellow diamonds. And the reason you bought it there, Hutch, you've just flashed it up, is because it's it's evocative of your favourite ever kit. Reminds right? me of this. Reminded Germany. me of this. This is yeah. Germany's World Cup 1994 away shirt. And that is your favourite ever kit, isn't it? I remember you saying. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, anyway, this is absolute nonsense. Sorry, this has taken I've... a really unexpected turn today. I must say, um, she was just talking about Shrewsbury. Stu, do you want to carry on your train of thought? Yeah, did a couple of goals. Quite confident. <laughs> uh, show goes on. Ipswich keep on rolling. Um, yeah, just a just a thoroughly professional victory against a, a decent, solid, organised League One side. Um, Needed Walton to make a save fairly on, fairly early on, but that was a good save, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a good save. Um, he produced some moments when he needed to, but in general, Ipswich controlled this game. Um, played with played with a fair bit of swagger at times. Actually, there was some nice slick build-up play. Really good goal, obviously. Um, another one from from George Hurst. Mm. Whereas Burns, the provider again, he's now on ten assists for the season, which is. Uh, a good number, considering none of those come from set pieces. Um, and, yeah, once Ipswich got in front, I thought they, they controlled that game. They worked a lot of very good positions without being able to carve out many clear-cut chances in that first half, but they had a lot of territory, forced a lot of corners, got into some good positions. Mm. Um, you just felt that they needed to get that killer second and... Uh, they did that in the, early in the second half and from there on in, didn't ever really feel like that was that was in doubt. Hmm. Actually, in the in the virtual green room beforehand, you said, I haven't really got a lot to say about Shrewsbury, to be honest. Um, so it's lucky this, this league thing has happened. It, whatever you have to say about Shrewsbury, say it now. Just, yeah, just a professional win, a, a good win from a from a good football team. Um, I was a bit surprised. I spoke to Massimo Luongo after the game, and mm. I think I think I slash we probably thought a little bit more of their their first half performance than than they did as a as a team, which surprised me a little bit. I thought there were lots of things that were really clicking. Yes, they they only scored once. They didn't um, they didn't batter the Shrewsbury goal, but they produced some really nice stuff. They're touching their they're so in sync with each other. So many of these players at the moment and they're functioning to a really high level. Um, I think, I think we probably thought more of the performance than the the players themselves did, which I guess isn't, isn't a bad thing. Um, Mm. And great to see him get a goal himself in, in the second half because his, um, his performances this month have been, um, been really, really good. Shall we, shall we wax a bit more lyrical about Luongo? Does he remember you from your Swindon time, actually? I think, yeah, yeah. I think I was surprised that, yeah, he did. Uh, He doesn't know I've got that Uh. shirt. No, it didn't. It didn't come up. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a. He seems like a different person. He's clearly it was ten years ago, best part of. Mm. But he's um, he's a. I think he's a guy that's very, very comfortable in his own skin. uh, Very relaxed Mm. guy. Um, 
and clearly a positive influence. We've spoken about him a lot, haven't we, in the last few weeks about how how good he's been. I don't know if he needs any more praise, but he's um he's a vital part of the team. He's made people around him better, and he's made Ipswich Town better. So mm. all good. You starting to feel itchy yet? No. Okay, we'll keep that going. Stewie, in your your stew says your verdict piece from the weekend. You said the town train is gathering momentum at just the right time. Is it though? Not a little bit frustrating. They can't carry on that momentum this weekend now. Yes, yeah, I think everyone just can't wait for the next games to come around. Mm. At the moment, I'm sure the players will be feeling like that as well. So the proof will be in the pudding. We've talked about all these various little hurdles that Ipswich have had to overcome in recent years. There was the TV curse. There was uh, not beating the bigger teams in the division. There was not dealing with the more physical sides and they've ticked off all of those things really along the way. One of them is not being very good after international breaks. Um, The stats do not read particularly well for Ipswich since they've dropped in, well, over several years in Championship Mm. and any breaks they've had in League One along the way as well. So um, you just hope that Kieran McKenna is the sort of coach that he relishes being on the training pitch and he's a man that makes training sessions fun. He's a man who improves players at Playford Road um, and straight away after the game on Saturday, we need to use this properly. We need Mm. to use this to our benefit, this break. Now, uh, I think they'll probably organise some behind-closed-doors games, whether they're inter-squad ones or whether they get in some some other opponents just to keep uh, players sharp. Um, and, you know, a bit, a bit of rest time for some of these players as well. It's Sam Morsey and, and others that have been rattling out the games week after week. Um, you know, it might help them just, as McKenna says, re- recharge and uh, refocus for these, these final nine games. Yeah. Hutchie, we should also reflect on something that's happened the night before, I guess, in terms of news since we last spoke, which is um, Jim Magilton back at the club. Matt Holland told Ross in the very first In Pitches feature that they were working to get Jim back for the first time since he exited in acrimonious circumstances. And he was duly back there on, on Friday night as part of the uh, the ex-players dinner and inducted into the Hall of Fame. Mm, absolutely no doubt he should be in Nipswich Town's Hall of Fame. Um, but that would have taken some arm twisting. I think, and it would have taken somebody like Matt to uh, to be the twister of the mm. arm, I would say, because clearly we, we, we know that, that Jim's exit as manager hurt him deeply. But the fact, obviously, uh, the ownership has changed, so much around the club has changed, meant that maybe Matt had a free twist of the arm a little bit to, to get him back over. Commitments as well make it difficult for you. Often, like, it, it surprises me, but then it doesn't when you hear that like, ex-players say, Someone like Marcus Stewart saying, "I've not been back here since since I left." Like until recently, Tommy Miller hadn't been back here for ten years. Um, mm. That always surprises me a little bit that it, Pablo Cunago, ten years or so since he came. But they, these guys have commitments, it's, especially if they're working elsewhere in the game, like a lot of them are. It's hard to get back. Uh, but for someone like Jim, yep, a, a great history with the club as a player, did some good things as a manager. But it would have taken taken some convincing to get him back. I imagine Kieran McKenna being manager probably helped as well. The two yeah. of those have crossed paths uh, in the Northern Ireland setup in the past and on coaching courses and things like that. Just the fact that there's a 
a feel-good factor around the club now and there's there is no ties at all to the past so yeah it's just a more attractive place for everyone to be at the moment for fans but also for the former players I think those probably those hall of fame dinners maybe didn't quite have the same impact when the when the club was um treading water a little bit and then during the covid times and and things like that all the all the sheen and all the gloss gets taken off of it but this sounds like it was um a really fun night mm. that everyone wanted to be part of. They would yeah. make sure those commitments didn't get in the way because um, they wanted to be there. And I'm not sure that's probably been been the case for a little while. I think that comes from the club side as well as uh, as well a little bit. Like the former players' association is who puts this on. But I think the links between the club itself and and that association have got a lot deeper over the last couple of years. Um, like clearly. Clearly, Mark Ashton was at the dinner. Kieran McKenna was at the dinner. You weren't seeing Marcus Evans sitting around a table with these guys at one of these dinners, were you? Or that that just no. wasn't just wasn't happening. The link wasn't there. It felt like, I guess it it might have felt that they were just being allowed to use the facilities sometimes. But but now it's it's fully part of the club, and they're making a great effort to welcome the people that have done so much in the past. Yeah, and the fact that people like Simon Milton and Matt Holland are right back, front and centre, and, and a big part of the club again. Those are the sort of guys that drive these sort of events. They're the ones with the contact books of all their former teammates and ex-players that make these things happen. Like you say, the arm twisting. If they weren't feeling particularly loved or a little bit disenchanted, then you don't have the driving force behind those sort of events. So, um, yeah, it's nice to see that, you know, which are getting so much right off the pitch mm. at the moment. And I think that, that dinner probably highlighted highlighted that last week. Yeah, having said earlier, the Barnsley thing is not a good look. That is a very, very good look, isn't it? To get people like Jim back and the whole... We know for a while, that, as you say, that ex-players didn't feel particularly welcome around the club. Um, so to have that kind of feeling back is tremendous. Um, something else we have to talk about, boys, in terms of feelings, emotions, is singing. And there's a new singing section going to be launched at Portman Road. Um, next season, I believe it's starting, isn't it? Um, after a trial against Burnley in the FA Cup singing section Hutchie talk to me about this let's move it yeah it's in it's in block A of the Cobbold stand which is the top tier of the Cobbold stand right at the north stand end sort of in the corner there um, singing section I'll I've hope got an it's issue not, with the name yeah it's it's not a great it, I don't think it's not going to be called that it's, 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 I don't think that's going to be something that people kind of refer to it as it's quite simply blue action are moving all of the tickets <laughs> up there and people are coming with them there's going to be the flags i think if there's going to be the banners they're, they're going to be there um and it worked in that burnley game mm. um it, you could kind of hear i think the acoustics are, are so much better from that area of the ground um yeah I, I don't think it's actually i think it's just going to be quite a nice um quite a nice addition to to the match day Really, mm. um, I don't think people are going to be calling it the singing section with any kind of regularity. It's just the the implication of calling that a singing section kind of implies that every everywhere else is not a singing section. That I take issue with. So, have you got any thoughts on this singing? The yeah, sounds like choir club, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> have you enrolled yeah. for the singing section? <laughs> um, yeah. They go off and they practice the mailbag jingle on a Thursday night at 7pm in the Village Hall. Um, 
anything that can improve the atmosphere within Portman Road is I'm I'm all for it. Uh, I guess they'll be that little bit nearer to the away hmm. the away fans as well, um, which helps sort of generate things a little bit. So yeah, they've got to try some different things, and like Andy says, it seemed to work in in the Berlin game. So yeah, I think getting getting like minded people together. Everyone, I've never kind of been one of these people that says you have to, you have to come and sing and football. Everyone goes to a football match for different reasons. Some people like to just sit and watch the game and enjoy mm. it. Some people like to sing and chant and make noise throughout. That's fine. Each to their own. Um, you do need those those kind of more vocal element to to create the atmosphere. So to to keep them all kind of together, and uh, and hopefully that then kind of spreads throughout throughout the rest of the crowd as well. It's part of the social media thing, isn't it? The um, I'm a better fan than you sort of, I, you know, you should do this because I do this sort of thing. Uh, you, you get across all thoughts of subjects in, in social media now, people disagreeing with you because you are taking the opposite view and you can't just coexist. Hutchie, occasionally on said social media, we see we see suggestions that the atmosphere is is, is a bit flat at Portman Road. Is that, is that a fair comment, would you say? Is this something that needs to get a kick? It's not the... Yeah, it's it, it's not like a boiling cauldron of um, of football that mm. you you will find much more much more kind of I guess intimidating atmospheres around around football. But on when things are when things are going good, it it can be really good in there. It's not it's not just it's not like it's not void of life in there. It's um the atmosphere can be really good inside inside Portman Road. Um, and I hope it's got. I'm sure it's going to be during these these last home games coming up. I've got some very very vivid memories of sort of Ipswich being in similar situations a long time ago. Now for going back, going back 15 years or or more, in the last time Ipswich was seriously coming down the track, looking at automatic promotion. But some of the atmospheres. There's a, a game I've spoken about it a few times. A game at home to Nottingham Forest under Joe Royal, where the, the atmosphere was incredible. It just, just left you tingling when. Just when the players came out of the tunnel and kick off and things like that, it, it, I can vividly remember sort of my body kind of tingling. Um, mm. And I, I feel sure that over these these coming games that are going to creep up towards, as you get right down to the wire from sort of Wickham onwards, these games are going to creep right up towards the 29,000, 30,000 mark again. Um, it could be great. I know people sometimes talk about the sleepy Suffolk mentality and can you have the sort of family club? Does that fit with making it this cauldron of noise and a real partisan atmosphere? Probably not. It's never going to get to that. It's never going to be Galatasaray or, or a mini version of, let's be honest. But Andy's right. When Portman Road gets rocking, it can. it's a really, really special place. You, you remember Alex Ferguson talking about being blown away by the atmosphere when Wilner scored against them. Mm. Uh, was it first game of that, that season? Um, even this season, the Derby game on the Friday night, um, Sheffield Wednesday, when you know the comeback came on, uh, the playoff game against Norwich in, in 2015, that was goosebumps moment um, before the start of the game. So, um, yes, that it's been a little bit flat at times for games. It's the the when you're a team that's the top of the table and you're winning lots of games, you it. it natural that you along comes a Morecambe or someone like that and everyone turns up with an expectation that it's going to be a, a win and it and it gets it it's felt a little bit quiet for those sort of games at times what was the other there was another midweek game that just felt a little bit like it's cold Burton. 
yeah, it's cold. It's Tuesday night. Accrington. Ipswich, Ipswich should win. Yeah, Accrington. Yeah, and you just sense it's a little, a little bit quieter. But that, that's natural. But when when these big games come along, I'm I'm confident that Portman Road's going to be uh, absolutely bouncing. Hmm. Okay, boys. We know that Town Alp are going to be playing at Barnsley this weekend, but Barnsley will be playing tonight as we sit here and record it. Um, one of their games in hand against Sheffield Wednesday. Doesn't get much bigger than that, does it, in terms of the promotion picture? Um, my question to you, though, Hutchie, and I'll come to you as well, Stu. What do we want from that game? What do we, we want? A draw? We want Barnsley to lose, except that Wednesday are running away with things? Um, I, I, I'd be fine with a draw. Um, I'd be fine with a draw. It, it, this is on Ipswich now for me. Mm. It, this is about what <clears throat> Ipswich do. Um, clearly, Ipswich and Barnsley play each other down the track, but if. Um, if Barnsley just drop a couple of points, I, I'm, I'm fine with the draw. Keep keep Sheffield Wednesday on their toes just a little bit. I think we all we can all probably accept they're going to win the league from from this point, but um, they don't have to run away with it. So I'd I'd, I'd like a draw, please. Stewie, what would you like? I'm going to be a little bit more pragmatic. Sheffield Wednesday victory, please. Yes. I'm a bit concerned about the the Barnsley momentum and how well they're doing at the moment. Um, they are six points behind with two games in hand on Ipswich. I'd like, this is this is one of the games that jumps off the page in terms of them dropping some points. Um, I know people are now going, actually, Sheffield Wednesday, we, we could still win the title year. We're only three points off them. They are, what, they unbeaten in 23 games? Yeah. Yeah. So for Ips- and they've got two games in hand on Ipswich. So realistically, they're probably going to get at least four points from those two games in hand. So that would be, they'd be seven points clear then, which I can't see Ipswich overhauling that in such a short space of time. So I'm going to be pragmatic, realistic about this, say that Sheffield Wednesday are gone. And um, I'd like uh, I'd like them to beat Barnsley tonight, please. Okay, time will tell. Uh, in terms of things to wrap up, boys, actually, I suppose we have to address the elephant in the room once again that I <laughs> I lost money again to you. Now, I'm quite happy about this because it seems to be a thing now that's gathering for, gathering pace that when I make a ridiculous bet, town win. Um, and clearly it's fun talking about the money, but it's not real, Hutchie. So I was wondering, is there anything that we can do to add peril to this? where I have to do some sort of pay some sort of penalty because as much as, as much as it's fun to lose fictional money hand over fist and his bookmakers is very much in, 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 in trouble. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just talking out loud really here. I, I feels like we need to add a bit more spice to it. I've got an idea. Uh Oh, well, my yeah. bet, do you remember I, I said that I would do something if Ipswich didn't finish in the top six? Now yeah, that's, you said that's you'd gone be a mascot. now. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Said I, I said I would walk out with Sam Morsey hand in yeah. hand as the mascot, full kit. Perhaps you could take that on. Maybe if Andy could finish, let's say, with £100 million. Pounds in the I've pot. already got that. Yeah, he's already over. Have you hit that? Okay. What are you on Just now? Is it £140 million? I don't know. It doesn't doesn't matter anymore. It doesn't matter. But you know what I mean? I feel like to keep this going, it has to be, it can't just be your double or quits again. The thing is, you've not made bad bets. I've made good bets. You've just offered horrendous odds. Yeah. That's that's what you've done. Yeah. Very generous, me. Yeah. 
ridiculously, but I've, I've I've made some good bets along the way to get yeah. to this point. You have made some good bets. Um, I mean, to win four in a row, scoring at least twelve goals was was an absolute masterstroke, my friend, and it played out in the in the most Hollywood way possible. My my gut instinct, Mark, is is when the fun stops, stop. Um, I'm worried about you here, but we we probably do need to think of a a more a more interesting way of dealing with this from now on. To the listeners, maybe they can put some forfeits our way, and then we'll 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 boil them down to three or four. And yeah, why not? If you've got if you've got an idea, if you've got an idea, I mean, obviously we have to keep this rolling. So the next game would be Derby away. That there, there would be something on. Um, I think I you be... also need to pay the price for for something that's happened as well. Okay, like, well, you, you right. can't. You, you yeah. we can't just. We, we're not writing this off. Like, yeah, let, like you. Let, yeah, let us know if you've got any thoughts. I, I want them to be realistic, so don't suggest that I jump out of a plane over Portman Road, or you know, I want it to be something that could actually happen. Um, so yeah, let us know. Let us know what you think, and we'll, we'll take it from there. Because I just feel like it. Only I want to add peril now towards the end of the season. It can't simply just be. Oh, I've lost another forty-eight million fictional cash going forward um and that brings us to a 40 minute mark on the podcast friends anything else to discuss it's been a nice tight little package this week um including wooden jumpers and pipes which is most unexpected is the pipe still there hutchie it is you could be a fisherman actually couldn't you siri that jumper on and the pipe imagine him hauling bass out of the north sea I don't know if bass actually live in the North Sea, to be honest, but they live where they want. Exactly. They do what they want. Um, <clears throat> anything else to mention, friends? Anything else going on in your in your exciting lives? Something big, quite big going on in your life this week. Can you tell people about that? Yeah. Um Actually, before I do that, because it's it's related, um, I want to give a shout out to uh, an avid listener, I'm told, um, called Richard Lee, who's uh, apparently not been too well at the moment. He's in hospital um, and has been there for a little while. So, so Richard, if you are listening, I hope, you, uh, hope you're recovering, feeling better and, and are back um, to tip-top form soon. Thank you very much for listening to the show and uh, all of us here at Kings of Anglia wish you speedy recovery. Um, and the reason that's related, friends, is because I'm going into hospital in theory tomorrow um, to have my ACL reconstruction, um, which, yeah, I'm not I can't say as I'm buzzing about it, boys. I'm not really massively looking forward to uh, going under, as it were, going under the knife. Um, but I am looking forward to in about six to nine months where I might be able to run again and, and do other things that I enjoy, get back to the old martial arts which i've so not been probably, able to do it's probably worth saying at this point if you're sending in million pound picks forfeits yeah um, <laughs> just bear that just bear that in mind yeah i think you it's a, a, i mean i've a been very been, freshly reconstructed knee i've been li- liaising with uh with bloomers off the the fan social show who's had a similar had the same off actually um about six weeks ago so he's been giving me a few a few kind of insights into it uh i think i'm going to be pretty much immobile for the first two weeks um could be issues with oozing as well boys um oozing Ooh. and bruising from said oozing knee. oozing yeah knee, flu- knee, knee fluid Ooh. um so yeah uh 
I think what I'm going to do, I think, is I'll do a little thread on Twitter about it because I've been trying to, obviously, in the run-up to the operation, I've been trying to find out information about it, something that I think a lot of people have, particularly people who are active, um, and I've not been able to find a great deal about it. Um, so I might just, just put a little thread on Twitter just kind of charting the, the whole process. It's interesting. Reach out, from a, reach hmm? out to Dominic Ball. He's your poster boy. His was meniscus, yeah. wasn't it? Meniscus rupture. He's back playing <clears> football within four months. This is ACL though, Stu. This is different. Oh, Meniscus okay. is is like the kind of bit inside you, kind of little fleshy connective thing inside you. And the ACL is obviously the ligament. You've done um, the full ACL, have you? Done the this full big, ACL. Big big boy stuff. This. Yeah, um, but it is as I say, it's going to be quite interesting from a journalistic point of view because we talk about people having ACL surgery all the time, don't we, in football? Yeah. Um, having to go through it myself it would probably give me a different perspective. Um, it's the ultimate participatory journalism, isn't it? You know, back in the day when well like, done, Norman Mailer be, and <laughs> you might be less inclined to say that players are made out of crisps or biscuits in the future, <laughs> and when they when they suffer injuries. <laughs> um, yeah, and in hindsight, it probably wasn't the best idea to carry on playing after I'd done it. Um, just going so it, to recap, you you did this at the the KOA five aside, your first yep. and only appearance of that for listeners yep. that might have forgotten. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you know, we're, we're up for listener interaction. We just talked yeah. about putting things to the vote before we before we started recording this. You told me that you've got quite a big decision to make in terms of <laughs> uh, the reconstruction process involves. You've either got they've either got to take a little bit from your patella tendon, which yeah. is at the sort of the front of your knee, or, or maybe a little bit of the hamstring. Take a bit yeah. of that to, to reconstruct. Um, Andy threw another one in the mix. He wanted something to be taken from from the glute, from the arse. Yeah. Um, strong, very strong. Think, I'm not sure don't about think, the... I don't think you can just pick which part of the body you want, but um, like maybe that would be quite nice if the listeners got to pick which part of your... What, do a poll? Yeah, show a Twitter a poll. Tomorrow morning. Yeah. yeah. Look, <laughs> just the show KO the doctor. Army. The KO Army say, take it from the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I will not sign that consent form <laughs> unless you use my glute. <laughs> mm. Yeah, um, I've got a chat with him actually at some point. Uh, as you're, you're right, Stu, it, it appears to be the choice is either the patella tendon, which I think is the more common selection, or the old hammy, the hamstring. Which I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not I'm not medically trained like you, Stu, but I, I would I would see that the hamstring yeah, what, could surely what twist. <laughs> <laughs> this is just I'm going under tomorrow. It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Watson walks into the room. Just as you're just, just passing out from the, uh, from the anaesthetic. I pull back the mask. Hi, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, well, yeah. So I, I, that is happening tomorrow, in in theory. Um, obviously, you can never tell with, with what's going on in the NHS and the strikes and stuff. Um, but as it stands, I could well be unconscious this time tomorrow, boys. Got to be at hospital for 7 a.m. tomorrow morning, which is a bit rough. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, hopefully that goes well. Follow it all with me on social media. <laughs> <laughs> can we do you... can we do a podcast while it's going on? Could we just what, uh we could do a reaction video, me and what? you two just go and stand watch it. We could watch the surgery and then Well, I'm doing yeah. the surgery, so that's gonna be difficult. <laughs> I'll interview you then at the end. You could do a live blog, Hutchie. Yeah, I could do that. Seems to be going well so far. Yeah, yeah it all went wrong. <laughs> Just 30, <laughs> an early incident, 30 seconds into the procedure. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh dear. I hope it goes. I hope it goes well, obviously, boys. So I'd quite like to be able to run again. That'd be nice. Um, 
just a reflection when I did the injury, which was, as you say, 10 minutes into my first football action for about 10 years, hobbled back home, leg the size of a, well, three times the size of my, my normal knee, expecting some love from, from the wife. First words, what do you expect? You're too old to play football. Comes to us all, doesn't it, boys? Comes to us all. How's your badminton ankle while we're on the subject of injury, Suchi? Uh, still a bit tweaky, actually. If you, if, I'm, if I'm being completely honest, yeah, I might have to, I might have to get some glute and repair it using some glute. <laughs> homemade, um, homemade repair. Yeah. Stu, are you, are you injury free? Stu, are you carrying any injuries? I don't want to say anything. Touch wood at the moment. Yeah. You're in the rudest of health. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but there's no badminton ankle or <laughs> or ACL. Old knee. Yeah. Uh, okay, friends, um, that's brought us, I would say, quite nicely to the end of a, a tight 50-minute show. We've talked about serious things. We've seen Hutchie's special jumper, which he's worn all the way through, and also that's he's pulled out a little for. pipe. I don't know. I quite like it, Hutchie. I think this it, would really suit you, actually, Stu, in terms of style. It, it, yeah, it, absolutely. I think it would suit mm, you. Okay. Next time I see you, I'll bring it. and you A can, chunky knit. You try it on. Okay. Deal. Shall we? Shall we, by way of exit, guess the uh, the shirt? I had absolutely no idea last week with the uh, Rijeka of Croatia. Um, Just Stu, to give you a clue, that that's an away an away shirt of this particular team. So you might. It's very it's very bright blue. What shade of, of blue would you describe that as? It's not really sky blue, is it? Sort of super aqua, I suppose. Yeah, aqua. Spon- sponsor is Gaudi. Um, Made by Lotto. Gaudi. It is quite a Gaudi shirt. And it's got some is it Spanish? No. Dutch? Sashes. No. German? No. Stu? No idea. Diggers no. out of a hole here. I've got I absolutely can't. no idea. Is it is someone it's really on. obscure? No, it's a top tier Italian team. I bet there's loads of people watching this thinking that's obvious. Napoli? No. Bring it a bit closer. Much. Sorry. Udinese. Uh, Udinese. Another new capture, Hutchie, or just one you've rotated for the purpose of this? No, it's one of the few that haven't made an appearance at the front of the rack, so I thought I'd let the the boy... Very northeasterly, Udinese, right on the the border up there in the northeast of Italy. I love Italy. By by the way, on the subject of Italy, have you seen they're making a Gladiator sequel? What? Yes. It's got Denzel Washington in it. Blew my mind. This it's Ridley Scott's yeah. doing it again. It's got the lad, um, what's his name, the Irish actor who's, who's in everything at the moment. Uh, who is up for the Oscar? Plays the Joker in the new Batman. Oh, oh, yeah. I can't remember his bloody name. Anyway, he's in it, and it's also got Denzel Washington in it. Joaquin <clears throat> Phoenix. No Irish guy. Joaquin <laughs> oh, Phoenix. He's the Joker, <laughs> isn't he? Is it is it is it Barry? I'm sure it's Barry. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna to have to find out now. Talk amongst yourself, friends. I'm gonna get yeah, this right. I lose I lose track of who the Joker is because yeah, Stu Joaquin Phoenix is to me the current the current Joker. Apart from you, you're. A There's Joker. another one. They've done another one already. Yeah, he, he, he appeared at the end. Up. He appeared at the end of the of the most recent Batman film, didn't he? Yeah. Um, I quite like the what the one with Robert Pattinson in is. Yeah. As Bat, I thought yeah. I quite liked that, but there's not oh, it's not time for another joke. They're making joke a sequel to the Joaquin Phoenix Joker. Yeah. At the at the moment, 
Let's have one. Let's just have one Joker at a time, please. Is Russell Crowe coming? Being in the Gladiator sequel? I don't think he, so. I think his time has 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 been and gone. He's uh didn't know if he was going to be there. It is Barry. Barry. Barry <laughs> Kean. There you go. Starring the Googlers. Barry. <laughs> You'll recognise him. He's been in loads of stuff. He's just in the Banshees of Inner Sheeran, which is a great film. I'm just going to Google Barry and see what comes up. Barry. Oh yeah. I bet he's. I bet he's up there in the Barrys. Barry K. There's an HBO show just called Barry, which appears to. Star I watched Bill another Hager. tremendous film, by the way, over the weekend, The Woman King, friends. If you've not seen that, get on that. It's on Amazon. You have to pay a little bit for it, but it's worth it. Very fighty. Where the uh, the Amazonian war- warriors came from, the female uh, fighting clan. <clears throat> Very much oh, worth him. getting involved in that. Yes, that him. Barry. He was that in, Barry. Um, yeah, this Barry. I reckon yeah. he, was in, um, he was in that Christopher Nolan film that... Um, Oh, what was it called? The one, the D-Day one. Uh, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. He was in Dunkirk. Was he? That's where I first recognised him from. Oh, yeah, of course he was. He was, the, he was the lad that died, wasn't he? The lad on the boat. On yeah, one yeah, of the yeah. Little boat, one of the Good little shout. boats. And Good he's shout. now the Joker. Yeah. He's he's doing really well for himself. Got to say. Good. Well done, Barry. Good old Barry. Um, the last 10 minutes of this, by the way, just been, I've been trying <laughs> to remember the names of actors. <laughs> Welcome to your weekly podcast. Is this good? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um, we better end it now. We're coming up to fifty-three minutes. Any other actors you want to vaguely recall before we, before we start start rolling? Is there anything? Can Andy just finish on a on a Warren's wisdom? Oh, have you got a bit of wisdom? Let me do the let me do the outro, Hutchin. You can think of a bit of wisdom, maybe. Um, so the outro is: if you haven't left us a five-star review like Victoria, please do because uh, it helps lift our visibility in the charts of iTunes. Support our sponsors, Ginger Pickle. Um, if you need help with your digital marketing, your Google ads, your search ranking, your SEO, get involved with Ginger Pickle. And also, uh, we are still attached to Manscaped, still in negotiation, but you can still use the code KOA for 20% off and free delivery from the Manscaped site. That's it then for the first show this week. I don't know when I'll be back, but the boys hopefully will be back later on this week with a bit of a mailbag special. As we heard at the start of the show, listen to this show for the wisdom of Hutchie. And that's how we're going to finish. It's the only way we can finish. Hutchie, over to you. Stay calm. It's going to be okay. Speak to you next time.